to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Fold, sitting here with me as always, my terrific co-host and main man, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, my friend? What's up, everyone? What's up, Folds? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Studio 1B, the place to be. Electric once again. Yeah. Excited. Uh, we, got a, we got a barn burner uh, tonight that we feel. I mean, this is information that should just be getting out to the masses as quickly as possible. I mean, some of the information may be too late for you know a lot of people, but uh, it's never too late to be educated and try and stop them some things from happening in the future. Exactly. There's stuff happening that is continually and still happening that has been happening for the last 50 years uh, that we want to bring into the light this evening. Right. I mean, and this may be a little bit different than uh, a typical Subtle Beast um, platform, but, you know, w- w- our job here at Subtle Beast is anything that's being done in secrecy or trying to manipulate the public, well, we're going to report on it so that we can get it out. And our, our topic of tonight, as you can see, uh, DuPont, I'm not sure <clears throat> how much information our listeners have on it. Um, I know that there recently has been a documentary that's been put out called The Devil You Know. I have seen it i highly recommend watching it and um but what our podcast is going to go through tonight is basically breaking down uh the inner workings of the, the evilness that takes place took place and takes place between the company of dupont because basically in a nutshell they're poisoning the world poisoning the earth and they don't care and they're doing it bad it's, it's not even being hidden oh yeah it's not even on a small scale it's on a super large scale and Well, I guess we should just dive right in. Yeah, let's go for it. So, all right, DuPont. Now, 10 years. We're going to go back a little. 10 years after the Teflon scandal, your family's health remains at risk. Now, reported by the Washington Post, 10 years ago, DuPont was forced to phase out a key chemical in making Teflon. After revelations that for nearly 45 years, the, the company covered up evidence of its health hazards, including cancer and birth defects. But a new EWG investigation finds that chem- that the chemicals pushed by DuPont and other companies to replace the Teflon chemicals are similar perfluorinated compounds, or PFCs, already in wide use in food wrappers and outdoor clothing. It may not be much, if at all, safer. Now, EWG analyst examined in detail the poison legacy of DuPont and the toxic truth about the Teflon chemical known as C8 or PFOA and the secrecy surrounding the safety of the replacement chemicals. Now, the truth about the family of chemicals emerged only after DuPont was hit with lawsuits from poisoning drinking water for tens of thousands of people in West Virginia and Ohio. DuPont paid a record $16.5 million fine for heart for hiding the alarming truth that C8 chemicals were linked to cancer and birth defects. DuPont promised to phase the chemical out by the end of that year, but the company continued to hide behind confidentiality and trade secrets to keep the public in dark. So this is what we're going at tonight. DuPont being a, this evil company that's using deadly poisonous chemicals, and we're going to share with you, you know, some of the experiences of people that work there, just how far they went in their testing, and just how just how powerful they are because they were able to control the United States government in uh, concealing information about their products and basically telling the public that it was safe. So, but we're we're just going to keep continuing. Um, 
The, uh, the new replacement chemicals are persistent in the environment and body and widely used in many consumer products, including outdoor clothing and food packaging. EWD, pardon me, EWG has released a new consumer guide to help people who want to avoid new nonstick chemicals found on waterproof jackets, running shoes, microwave popcorn bags, and even pizza boxes. Now, according to U.S. Senator for Disease Control and Prevention, PFCs contaminate the blood of virtually every American alive today. They are found in animals in the most remote corners of the world, and lab tests have found that they even pass to babies still in the womb. We can't shop our way out of this problem, said David Andrews, Ph.D., a senior scientist at EWG and co-author of the report, PFCs are used too often and too widely in many consumer products. They have been associated with a host of health problems, including kidney and testicular cancer, high cholesterol, and obesity. More than 200 scientists from around the world have signed a consensus statement released that sounds the alarm about the dangers of the new PFCs and urges consumers to avoid them. The peer-reviewed science journal Environmental Health Perspectives has published the study, which can be found online. That's pretty crazy. So that, yeah. that, that's just the basis of what we're getting into. We haven't even really cracked the surface, but as I'm sure you can see that uh, we're not dealing with uh, the most wholesome of companies with all the, 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 the best uh, advice and uh, product for humanity. Right. Uh, one reason DuPont has gotten away with its irregular behavior is the nation's outdated and badly broken chemical safety law, which has failed to regulate the chemical industry. Now, Congress is considering several competing bills that would update the 1976 law, but only one proposal. The Boxer-Markey bill would take major step in ensuring Americans are protected from toxic chemicals like C8 and companies like DuPont. Now, PFCs are a poster child for real uniform of the Toxic Substance Control Act, said Renee Sharp, EWG's director of research. Under the nation's broken chemical law, these are these and other dangerous chemicals are allowed on the market without proof of safety. Congress has an opportunity to act now to safeguard the public from dangerous chemicals. But Congress must learn from the tragedy of C8 and pass an effective chemical safety law that protects public health, not the chemicals industry's profits. In its new report, EWG lays out its recommendations to Congress to protect Americans from the hazards of PFCs and all of the dangerous chemicals. Wow, Steve, why don't you like jump in and just touch basically on what like these horrible chemicals can do or where they're found? So the EWG suggests the following for consumers who want to avoid the new generation of PFCs. Find products that haven't been pre-treated and skip optional stain treatment on new carpets and furniture. Many of these coatings are made with PFCs. Cut back on fast food and greasy carryout food. These foods often come in PFC-treated wrappers, which I know, I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant, but we've right. uh, we've definitely eaten some food that have recently have has come in wrappers, which are like a flat on the outside, but are completely slip-free on the inside. Exactly right. Do your research, especially when buying outdoor gear, and choose clothing that doesn't carry the Gore-Tex or Teflon tag. Be weary of all fabrics labeled stain or water repellent, even when they don't carry a recognizable brand tag. Avoid non-stick pans and kitchen utensils. Opt for stainless steel or cast iron instead. 
and pop popcorn the old-fashioned way on the stovetop. Microwavable popcorn bags are often coated with PFCs on the inside. Choose personal care products without the PTFE or fluoro ingredients. Use EWG's Skin Deep to find safer choices. And avoid using Oral-B Glide Floss, which is made by Gore-Tex. So there's basically nothing that you can really use to keep yourself from being affected from these chemicals. It is virtually, in 98% of Americans, it's in so many products that we have, and it stays in your bloodstream for so long because it's not very biodegradable. Right. And they've, they've tried filter, filtering it out using charcoal and all sorts of different methods. I mean, and it doesn't work. I mean, if your kidneys don't filter it out, I mean, you're going to have a problem finding something that can. And it gets built up in your kidneys, and then it's causing kidney cancer in a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's, a, it's a horrible thing. And and for DuPont to have the, uh, the patent on this, and then all these other companies are using, so they're selling patent rights to all these other companies, and all these other companies are aware of it. I mean, it just comes down to money overall and the fact that the people sitting at the top of these corporations and a lot in the, in the head of our government really they don't care as long as their agenda is getting passed or their paychecks getting cashed it's uh it's really sick so we have we do have some sick stuff coming up here some examples of what it's like inside the dupont factory where they're making the c8 we have uh some really sick testings that they did and uh, we have a co- a story of a one guy who was born severely deformed because his mother worked in the Dupont factory. We have some uh, some numbers coming up here that are astonishing. So right. stay tuned. Keep listening to this one. Now Dupont's deadly deceit, the decades-long cover-up behind the world's most slippery material. Now almost two decades two decades ago, Carla Bartlett. And then a 41-year-old woman of West Virginia, a secretary and mother of two, was first diagnosed with cancer, what her surgeon later labeled a garden variety, type of kidney cancer. I was scared to death, Bartlett, now 59, told an Ohio federal jury this fall during hearings in the first of more than 3,500 personal injury and wrongful death suits by West Virginia and Ohio residents against the chemical giant DuPont. And all I could think of was not being there, not being able to be there for my family. Bartlett's tumor had part of had part of her rib removed in surgery in 1997. She said involved cutting her virtually in half. Though the cancer hasn't recurred since, for Bartlett, the harm, both physical and emotional, has lingered. It's never out of my mind because you worry constantly about it, she said. And then I have a reminder of the scar every day that, you know, this... this this was cancer. This could come back. It's haunting. It really is. It's it's really scary. I, I mean, I because if it's still in your blood, I mean, the chances of cancer b- happening to you again, I mean, I would assume are great. I would agree. Now, on October 7th, after less than a day of deliberations, the jury found DuPont liable for Bartlett's cancer, agreeing with the defendant that the company had for years negligently contaminated her drinking water in Tupper's Plain, Ohio, with a toxic chemical formerly used to make its signature brand of nonstick coating, Teflon. 
What makes the verdict remarkable is that unlike, say, mesothelioma, a form of lung cancer almost exclusively linked to asbestos exposure, the renal cell carcinoma that struck Bartlett is not usually considered the calling card of a specific carcinogen. So it was difficult for her doctors to definitely say what had first made her sick. It could have been virtually anything. Now, the $1.6 million the jury awarded to Bartlett, the product of decades worth of legal battles that unearthed reams of secret DuPont studies and internal emails, came despite the extreme difficulty of connecting common ailments to a specific chemical under the current United States legal system. Proving that DuPont was legally culpable for Bartlett's kidney cancer required years of extraordinarily innovative lawyering. Pardon me. And at times, some plain dumb luck. The very improbability of that verdict demonstrates much that is flawed about the way this country regulates potentially dangerous chemicals. With no mandatory safety testing for the vast majority of tens of thousands of chemicals used daily in America, doctors and public health officials have little information to guide them as they seek to identify potential health hazards including the chemical called C8 that DuPont knowingly allowed to pollute Bartlett's drinking water. Bartlett's travails are also a cautionary tale about C8, which has become so persuasive today, it's found in virtually every American's blood. Sick. So, I mean, if you figure, if you you like Chinese food, and you go out and they're cooking in a wok, C8 exposure, you got some nice... uh, like Teflon pans in your house, no matter what company's making them, because they're just going to license the C8. You got C8, and and me and Steve were talking about in pre-show that we we've had some some pots and pans that were you know Teflon based, and over the years with cooking them, you can start to see that chemical crack off, and sometimes you could see like black specks in your food. Yeah, you're eating that, and you're you're consuming C8. I specifically remember making mashed potatoes in a pot and having black flecks in it and thinking to myself that's got to be the seal that's on that pan that can't be good (laughs) no that can't be good so uh go ahead steve take it away so part of a diagnosis is well tell me what you've been around one of bartlett's attorneys mike pompantonio told the jury in opening arguments in the case well i drank my water that doesn't sound like a problem but it was Teflon was first created, as many a miracle chemicals were, in a laboratory accident. In 1938, Roy J. Plunkett, a DuPont chemist, was experimenting with refrigerants when he discovered a white, waxy material that seemed very slippery. The material turned out to be an inert fluorocarbon called PTFE that had superior nonstick properties. In 1945, the company patented the chemical and registered it under the trademark name Teflon, touting it as the most slippery material in existence. By 1948, DuPont was producing about 2 million pounds of Teflon a year at its Washington Works plant in Parkersburg, West Virginia. For DuPont, Teflon, which was used to cover pots and pans, proved to be a gold mine, with sales peaking at roughly a billion dollars a year in 2004, according to the company's SEC filings. Well, it's interesting that they say uh, Teflon touting it as the most slippery material in existence. Yeah, because your health just slips away right before you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Starting around 1951, DuPont began using another laboratory-formed chemical known as PFOA, acid, or C8. 
so-called because it contains eight carbon molecules, to smooth out the lumpiness of freshly manufactured Teflon. An unusually durable chemical, C8 first entered the world in 1947, and due to its non-stick and stain-resistant properties, its uses as a surfactant spread with extraordinarily speedy um, maneuvers. The white powdery compound, often said to look like Tide laundry detergent, would ultimately be used in hundreds of products, including fast food wrappers, waterproof clothing, electrical cables, and pizza boxes. DuPont used to purchase C8 from another company called 3M until 2002 when that company phased it out. DuPont then started manufacturing C8 on its own at a factory in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yeah, and one of the reasons that the the chemical giant 3M stopped processing it is because they knew of all these lawsuits that were coming down, and ultimately, they were going to be held responsible if they continued to make it. But that wasn't good enough for DuPont. They are just like, well, if you're not going to supply us, that deadly chemical makes us too much money. We'll just start making it for ourselves. That should have been a red flag for them. Absolutely. Please continue. So the trouble was that the compound, which has since been linked to a variety of health risks, including cancer, liver disease, developmental problems, and thyroid disease, escapes into the air easily. In fact, C8 was often shipped to factories pre-mixed with water to keep the dust from getting in the workers' lungs. Because it's an extremely stable chemical, C8 does not biodegrade. Instead, it bioaccumulates, building up in people's blood over time if they continue to drink water or breathe air laced with the substance. Due to its ubiquitous use, the chemical can now be found in trace amounts in the bloodstream of more than 98% of Americans, and even in umbilical cords and breast milk, according to the Center for Disease and Control. It's also been found in the blood of seals, eagles, and dolphins around the world, including in animals living in remote wildlife refuge in the middle of the North Pacific. The chemical is expected to stay in the environment for thousands of years. That's just crazy. So that just goes to show you like how much water, even in the rainwater, the C8's being carried. It's, it's out of the, out of these plants. The wind is carrying these chemicals, and it's yep. just going, it's going around. Back around. up into the stratosphere, going across the country, across the world, back down through the rain, every part of the world. Yeah, I mean, if you have animals that are in some of the most repart, or remote wildlife refuges in the North Pacific, some of these animals probably never even saw mankind. And are exposed to this deadly, and are being polluted by them. Polluted, and now, and then, and of course, that they're gonna they're gonna have offspring that'll probably carry it, and that's what they mean. It's gonna keep going on for thousands of years because it, it bioaccumulates. It just keeps building up. It's disgusting. Now, concerns about the hazard posed by Teflon and C8 began to garner public attention only about 15 years ago. Now, by 2003, DuPont has dispersed almost 2.5 million pounds of C8 from its Washington Works plant into the Mid-Ohio River Valley area. According to a peer-reviewed study, the company's most erroneous disposal practices occurred before U.S. environmental laws were first written in the 1970s and included burying toxic waste in drums along the banks of the Ohio River and dropping barrels of it into the open ocean. Where in one where in one instance caused a scandal when a local fisherman dredged a barrel up in his nets, and in more recent decades burying it in local non hazardous landfills. 
It's sick. It's disgusting. Now, information emerging from millions of pages of internal company reports reveals several DuPont scientists and senior staff members had for many years either known or at the, at the least suspected that C8 was harmful. Yet DuPont continued to use the chemical, putting its own workers, local residents, and the American public at risk. Documents show the signs of C8 toxicity began to emerge very quickly as DuPont scaled up its Teflon production in the 1950s. The company funds its own safety testing laboratory, the Haskell Laboratory of Industrial Toxicology. Now, in part to screen workers for signs of illness that might be tied to DuPont products. In 1961, company lab tests linked C8 exposure to enlarged livers in rats and rabbits. DuPont scientists then conducted tests on humans, asking a group of volunteers to smoke cigarettes laced with C8. Nine out of the ten people in the highest dose group were noticeably ill for an average of nine hours with flu-like symptoms that included chills, backache, fever, and coughing, the researchers noted. There's, <laughs> there's not enough money on this planet. You're going to say, well, we're gonna, this, this chemical that we think is really harming people, who wants to smoke it in a cigarette? Like they were taking it and mixing it down with water and spreading it out and like uh, putting it on these pans and then like kiln drying it. But no, for this test, they were taking it in a powder formation and mixing it in with cigarettes so that people could unknowingly smoke it. And then it was making them sick for hours afterwards. Yeah, but I mean, I think these people like volunteered to do it. It's appalling, even if they... The fact that they found 10 people even to participate. <laughs> I know. This is what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to give you a cigarette. You got to smoke it. Is there chemicals in it? Yeah, there's chemicals in it. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, you might get sick. You might die. We'll keep you here and take care of you while you're sick. <laughs> Anything for DuPont. <laughs> now, now, it wasn't until the, uh, the, the 1970s that DuPont's researchers began to understand that C8 was building up in the bloodstream of workers, and soon after, they began to see troubling signs that the chemical could pose serious health risks. The stakes were high. The Washington work plant where Teflon is manufactured was one of the biggest employers in the region. The plant currently employs more than 2,000 people, 3,000 if you include subcontractors, in a sparsely populated Appalachian community alongside the Ohio River, separating West Virginia from Ohio. Wow. So, in 1981, the company ordered a fem- all female employees out of tef- Teflon division after two out of seven pregnant workers gave birth to children with birth defects. One of those children, Bucky Bailey, was born with just one nostril and other facial deformities that required many painful surgeries to fix so we're gonna we're gonna go into the story of uh, bucky bailey's life and his mother that worked at, at dupont um and basically just cover like what uh, c8 suspected in birth defects and this is just you know one woman's story sue bailey was her name and she kind of vividly takes you back through her experience with dupont so she said it was a simple job transfer at dupont's washington works plant in parkersburg west virginia that changed her family forever it was april of 1980 bailey an entry-level operator at the facility was moved to the teflon unit where she came in contact with fumes from the pfc's also known as pfoas or c8 the chemical that gives teflon its non-stick properties 
Nine months later, Bailey's son, Bucky, was born with facial deformities. Many doctors told her that they've never seen anything like it before and were not sure if he would survive. But now he's in his mid-30s and he's endured over 30 surgeries. A science panel formed to monitor health risks among mid-Ohio Valley residents who live near the plant did not find a link between C8 exposure and birth defects. But Bailey and others were not convinced. In November of 1982 memo, DuPont's chief medical director, Dr. Bruce Carr, expressed concern over employee exposure to C8. The company then barred women of childbearing age from working around C8. While links between C8 and some cancers and other illnesses have been found, there have been very few between C8 and birth defects. A couple, including one that found a connection to congenital heart defects in newborns, were they were disregarded because the sample sizes were too small. They were probably disregarded because they didn't want... That That's what I out. was going to say. No, they weren't too small. They just contained too much C8. <laughs> Uh, the pic- there's some pictures of Bucky and, and they are just the the things that this guy had to endure growing up are unreal. We'll try and put some pictures up on social media of uh, Bucky Bailey. There could be lots of effects on subsequent generations, but the work is ongoing, said Dr. Alman DeCotman, a professor at West Virginia University School of Medicine who has done studies on C8 exposure. These things are having an effect on you and me right now. They are not inert in what they do to us. Bailey's case is illustrative of fears among many in the mid-Ohio Valley about the long-term impact of C8 exposure, specifically what medical science may discover in the future. It was March of 1980, and Bailey, the mother, working the night shift, had a simple job. All she had to do was make sure the machinery worked properly. As long as it did, she had little else to do. The Teflon unit was small, windowless room with a concrete floor. In the middle of that floor was a hole about the size of a basketball with a big drain and pump resembling one used to inflate a basketball tire, Bailey said. She was told by her foreman to put a ball in the drain hole and then prime the pump to stop the chemicals from leaking into the Ohio River, redirecting C8 to a pond just behind the Washington Works building. Bailey said the pond had no regards and described it as green, nasty-looking, with tar marks running through it. About a week after her transfer, Bailey was sitting down when the cylinder feeding the chemicals into the pump began to spill over. She asked her boss what to do and was instructed to squeegee the substance, but do not put any water on it. If water was added, the chemical would become soapy and slick. Bailey did as she was told. She wore no breathing apparatus or other safety clothing. She was never told what kind of chemical fumes she was breathing in the room with no ventilation. The chemical overflows in Teflon room would occur from time to time, Bailey said, adding that her skin never came into contact with C8. Bailey worked in Teflon until the end of May, then was transferred back to the plant's Lucite division. During her time in Teflon, she became pregnant with Bucky, but did not find out until after she was transferred. During the pregnancy, Bailey thought something was different. Her hormones were up and down, but there was little to suggest anything was wrong. When the doctor told her about the deformities, she said she was stunned. The roof of Bucky's mouth was shaped like an upside-down V, which pushed his nose and eyes out of place. It also created breathing difficulties, and doctors didn't know if he would survive the night. I was scared to death that he was going to die in my arms, Bailey said. I was a basket case. 
He was soon transported to a children's hospital in Columbus, Ohio for surgery when he finally went home. He had to sleep upright in a car seat. Man, this poor kid who had no choice, his mother's there working at the factory, being consumed by these toxic overflowing chemicals that she has to clean up all the time. And now his life is ruined. As a child growing up with these deformities, I'm sure he was teased and harassed. Well, he even said on the... um, on the documentary that he was and he had also stated that he never wanted to bring a child into the world um in case that they would experience the same thing that he did because of the cruelty that he just grew up with the people with the stares and the and the and the, and the nasty things that kids say in school it's it's just disgusting and he had a high chance of doing it right a high chance of doing what? Uh, bringing the child in with the Yeah, I mean, if he if he was to have a child, now his levels of C8 in his body were like uh, some astounding number higher than his mother, who was actually the carrier. But like they were, we were saying, it gets into the, um, the umbilical cord blood and it starts feeding directly into the fetus. I mean, his levels are so high that they said, if you have a child, the chances of the child looking deformed like yourself is 50-50. You know, like the a, a coin toss. That is way too high. That is way too high. So when Bailey returned to work in 1981, she discovered a memo on a bench in the woman's locker room. It detailed a study by 3M, which sold C8 to DuPont, that detailed eye deformities in lab animals whose mothers were fed C8 during pregnancy. Now, Bailey went to the plant's medical doctor and asked if this is what happened to Bucky. The doctor denied a connection, according to Bailey, but arranged an appointment at John Hopkins University in Baltimore. DuPont maintains no link exists between Bailey's exposure to C8 and her son's deformities. Now, Bucky's now 35, and he's married, and he had a his first child. Uh, the child was healthy and free of medical issues that have plagued his father, according to Bailey, who left the company in 1986. Which is great. It is. I mean, I bet those parents in the delivery room were just holding their breath, counting, you know, 10 fingers, 10 toes, making sure the nose and the eye sockets. I mean, gosh, the stress that they probably were under. But the baby was born healthy. Which is fantastic for them. They were probably scared out of their minds. They're probably like, let me see the baby. Absolutely. Now, lawyers in Parkersburg refused to take her case in the early 80s, citing fears, she said, of taking on one of the region's largest employers. DuPont kept asking me if I was going to sue, but I said no, because no one would take my case, she said. Bailey is now involved in one of 3,500 lawsuits pending against the company over C8. Despite the financial cost of Bucky's surgeries, Bailey said she harbors no bitterness towards DuPont. The bitterness will eat you alive, she said. I went on in my life. Now, that's a tough lady. Yeah, that's somebody that is practicing forgiveness right there. Yeah, and on the highest level, too, that I would think, because if something happens to yourself, I can see that it's easy to forgive. But something that of their fault that impacted your child's life. You saw in all the brutal situations with children and teasing that he went through and all the looks and the stares for you to be able to say the bitterness will eat me alive. I'm not so sure when it comes to my children, I'd be able to shake that. I mean, she's a strong woman. I agree. It, it, <laughs> I don't think that I would be able to either faults. Now, here's where the the DuPont C8 lawsuits start. Now, the lawsuit involving C8 alleged that DuPont released millions of pounds of chemical into the Ohio River and into the air from its plants in Parkersburg, West Virginia, causing thousands of persons to suffer injuries, including kidney and testicular cancer and ulcerative colitis. Now, more than 30 years ago, 
DuPont became aware that C8 was in drinking water in the Ohio and West Virginia at dangerous levels, yet said nothing to the government or public. 30 years ago, we could have got a huge stop. We could have got ahead of this. In fact, it increased its production and continued to discharge the chemical in a manner to enter the Ohio River and the air. There were six water districts in West Virginia and Ohio that became contaminated by C8. In Ohio, they include the Little Hawking Water Association, the city of Belpre Tupper's Plains, Chester Water District, and the village of Pomeroy. In West Virginia, they included the Lubbock Public Service District and the Mason County Public Service District. Additionally, numerous private water wells located within a certain distance of six water districts were contaminated. Now, how mad would that be? I mean, yeah your water if you're on city water it's contaminated to the highest level and then you might think well at least i at least i'm on a well at least i'm safe and it's just seeping into the ground and they couldn't even take it out the people that were i mean the the city water they were running it through the the cleaning plant and they weren't even able to take the ca8 out of the water when they were cleaning it nope it can't be removed from from anything now c8 or like we said, also known as the PFOAs, is a man-made chemical known as a surfactant because it's very slippery and reduces the surface tension of water. It's used in mass manufacturing Teflon. Like we said, fast food wrappers, waterproof clothing, pizza boxes, microwave popcorn bags, carpet, dental floss, cosmetics, and hundreds of other products. DuPont began using the chemical in 1951 as a way to smooth out the lumps in the Teflon. Even though it's chief toxic, toxicologists at the time warned that it was toxic by 2003 dupont had dumped almost 2.5 million pounds of c8 from its washington works plant in the ohio river valley area to date the chemical has been found in drinking water in 27 states so it's 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 an it's inevitable but uh, go ahead steve take us take us deeper here's some of the injuries and side effects as part of the class action suit settlement against DuPont, an independent group of public health scientists were chosen to assess whether or not there is a probable link between C8 exposure and various diseases. The science panel consisted of Dr. Tony Fletcher of the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, Dr. David Savitz of Brown University in Providence, and Dr. Kyle Steenland of Emory University in Atlanta. After conducting eight years of exposure and health studies, the science panel reached the following conclusions. Injuries linked to C8 exposure include high cholesterol, kidney cancer, pregnancy-induced hypertension, also including preeclampsia, testicular cancer, thyroid disease, and ulcerative colitis. That's an independent medical group. Yeah, which is crazy because ulcerative colitis is an autoimmune disease. So this C8 actually turned your own body against you because it can't recognize this. And then it comes in the form of ulcerative colitis. Unbelievable. Unreal. So DuPont C8 Settlements and Compensation. On February 13th of 2017, a global settlement in the amount of $670 million was reached with a team of lawyers and DuPont. The settlement covers all of the C8 cases that were filed in federal court as of that date, where the plaintiffs suffered from a covered physical injury resulting from C8 being dumped into the Ohio River and into the air from the DuPont plant in Parkersburg, West Virginia. This settlement does not prevent individuals injured by C8 
from pursuing their own action if they did not receive compensation in the settlement, or if they later suffer a more serious injury arising from C8 that they were not compensated for in the settlement. And it's crucial if you have suffered injuries from this result of C8 exposure that you immediately seek legal help in order to preserve your rights. This is because every state has limitations in which you can file a lawsuit for any injuries that you have suffered or sustained or could sustain resulting from a C8 exposure. Which I, I think is I think is is bogus that you have to have like some type of injury or illness. My complaint would be you put C8 in my body without my authorization. Anybody that has C8 in their body should be able to file a lawsuit against DuPont. That is a foreign chemical that was not, uh, to my knowledge, being put into my body. I thought that you guys had just had a good product, but you're spraying it with something that can cause human deformities and cancer and, 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 and autoimmune diseases, and you're okay with this? I mean, what kind of devils, what kind of evil people work in these corporations? I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly okay. how much. These are internal documents from DuPont. You can only imagine what has not been turned over or what got destroyed. But in 1961, on November 9th, DuPont chief of toxicology says C8 is toxic. It causes enlargement of livers in rats and should be handled with extreme care. So it was 10 years after they patented it. Right, which... They had it, and they weren't even able to study it when they patented it. So by the time they got it out there and were able to create the first studies, they immediately found out that it was toxic, but did nothing except for ramp up their production. Sick. In February of 1962, DuPont discovers C exposure linked to the enlargement of rats, testes, adrenal glands, and kidneys. Great. In September 28th of 1978, DuPont determines that employees working around C8 had higher rates of abnormal liver function tests. Same uh, month, September 4th, but next year in 1979, DuPont finds out that monkeys died when exposed to certain levels of C8. We are separated by 3% DNA from monkeys, and they're exposed to these certain levels, and it's killing them? I mean, just death. Yeah, flat-out death. I mean, they... It didn't even state that they like got cancer and died. It just said they died from they it. Died from the exposure. April sixth of nineteen eighty one, Dupont requires all female employees out of the Teflon division after two out of seven pregnant workers gave birth to children with birth defects. And industry studies determined a relationship between C eight and those birth defects. And in nineteen eighty two, on November twenty third, Dupont medical director writes, "I recommend that available." practical steps be taken to reduce this exposure. C8 is retained in the blood for a long time, creating concern in other areas such as blood donations. There is obviously a great potential for current or future exposure of members of local community from emissions leaving the plant perimeter. It's so crazy. And it's so crazy too that they just were like, well, we'll remove the female employees but what about the male employees? I mean, they're just, I mean, they're human too. And they're going to, they're going to breathe that stuff in. They could bring that home. You don't know if that becomes part of the male reproductive system and, and can possibly be passed on. Um, not even the fact that it was passed on. You know that it's bad for them to be in there. Well, sure. I mean, what this one gentleman in the documentary he was talking about, he's very sick now. I, I believe he's got cancer from working at DuPont. He sat there and they were because one of the interviewers asked, well, how many people do you know that worked at DuPont that are either sick or dead? And he was like, 
Well, they're all dead now. And he went through and listed like 20 people that he worked oh, with. Oh, man. So I just, I mean, imagine that 20 people that you've built like a life with over. I mean, it's not a huge town where they're from. Everybody knows one another. And 20 people that you know died because of this chemical, which is in all of their drinking water, regardless of anything. You can't boil it out. So if you live there, do you just, I guess you just accept it or you move. But I don't think it's, I mean, moving would probably help extend your life. But I think if you've been exposed to living in that town for a long time, you're going to have a lot of side effects. You shouldn't have to move. You shouldn't have to. They shouldn't be dumping. I mean, they, should, uh, they shouldn't be bringing in the government to back them up and to, to, to spread their lies so that they can dump it into our, our water systems. Uh, I was telling Stephen Pre-Show that one of the, an interesting t- statistic that I just found out by watching a different documentary is that it is law stated that any waterway in the United States that can be traveled by boat has to be clean enough and suitable enough for swimming. Now, if anybody has heard <laughs> of uh, the the river in New York City. The Hudson. The old Hudson. You know for a fact. Now, we live here in, uh, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area, and we have uh, the Susquehanna River running flu- through here. I got friends that have pontoon boats. I go out on those pontoon boats, and that's exactly where I stay. I don't get in that water because I've seen some suspect things in that water and you know what i've been in it and and i've gotten sick from it so i i just try and avoid it but yeah so that should be safe enough though for us to swim in the hudson should be safe enough to swim in and it's just ridiculous now um the the usa lawyer became dupont's worst nightmare by uncovering toxic pollution seeking it Seeking to hold it accountable, the lawyer who became DuPont's worst nightmare, January 6, 2016, Wilbur Tennant, said that his cows were dying left and right. He believed that DuPont was responsible. Tennant had tried to seek help locally, and he, and he, he said, but DuPont just, just about owned the entire town. He had been spurned not only by Parkersburg lawyers, but also by its politicians, journalists, doctors, and veterinarians. Now, Rob Billet of Taft, Steenis, and Hollister, which had a large practice defending companies from environmental claims, filed a federal suit against DuPont in 1999 over environmental impacts on Tennant's farm. Now, Billet obtained a court order forcing DuPont to share all their documentation related to PFOA and C8 and received dozens of boxes containing thousands of unorganized documents. The story that Billet found in the documents was astounding in its breadth specificity and sheer brazenness, although DuPont's own instructions specified that if it was not to be flushed into into surface waters or sewers, for decades, DuPont dumped hundreds of thousands of pounds of C8 powder into the Ohio River and dumped 7,100 tons of C8-laced sludge into pits from which the chemical could seep straight into the ground. It refers to various scientific findings by DuPont on PFOA's health effects, including its role in causing cancer and dispersion, dispersion, which DuPont did not disclose to environmental regulators or to the public, Billet said. DuPont knew this stuff was harmful, and they put it in the water anyway. What was the PFOA doing to the tens of thousands of people in the areas around Parkersburg, West Virginia, who drank it daily from their taps? 
In 2000, 2001, Billet drafted a public brief against DuPont demanding immediate action to regulate PFOA and provide clean water to those living near the factory. Henry Dietzler, a plaintiff lawyer in West Virginia, said before the letter, corporations could rely on the public's mis- misinterpretation that if a chemical was dangerous, it was regulated. No, misperception that if a chemical was dangerous, it was regulated. The letter led four years later to DuPont's reaching a $16.5 million settlement, which in DuPont's money is a drop in the bucket. The fine represented less than 2% of the profits earned by DuPont on the PFOA that year. In September of 2004, DuPont decided to settle a class action lawsuit by Billet on behalf of those whose water was tainted by PFOA and C8. It agreed to install filtration plants and to fund a scientific study to determine um, whether there was a probable link between C8 and any other diseases. In December 2001, after seven years, the scientists found a probable link between C8 and kidney cancer, testicular cancer, and other diseases. As of October, 3,535 plaintiffs have filed personal injury lawsuits against DuPont. In the first verdict in October of 2015, a kidney cancer survivor named Carla Bartlett was awarded $1.6 million. DuPont plans to appeal. So that's that lady that gave birth to Bucky. Yep. So she was awarded one. And these evil people are going to appeal. They're going to hold that money up in litigation forever, and she probably won't see a dime of it. Now, DuPont, which is currently negotiating a merger with Dow Chemical last year, spun off its chemical businesses into a new corporation called Chemmores, which has replaced PFOA or C8 with similar compounds designed to be biodegradable more quickly, even though C8 is not biodegradable at all. Like PFOA, these new substances have not come under any regulation from the EPA, Chemmore says. A significant body of data demonstrates that these alternative chemistries can be used safely. And another thing that they were talking about in, uh, in the documentary was that DuPont is such a huge company, a, a huge, powerful company that basically has infiltrated the government that when the EPA had said that they needed to do all these tests to check the levels mm-hmm. of C8 and all these other contaminants in the water, DuPont really didn't do it, and they, they handed over to the EPA, here's, here's your press release to the public, and basically just stated, there's nothing to harm. And the EPA just said, okay, we'll do it. So the EPA was bought and sold for, so we can't trust them anymore to uh, look out for our best interests as far as health's concerned. Now, that last May, 200 scientists signed the Madrid Statement, which expresses concern about the production of all fluorochemicals, or PFASs, including those that have replaced PFOA. DuPont's head of global media relations wrote, DuPont does not believe that Madrid's statement reflects a true consideration of the available data. DuPont worked for worked for more than a decade with oversight from regulators to introduce its alternatives. Extensive data has been developed demonstrating that those alternatives are much more rapidly eliminated from the body than PFOA and have been improved and improved healthy safety profiles. I love how they say that, that it's eliminated from the body faster. Well, it's faster because this can take a thousand years. I don't want it in my body at all. Yeah, how about that? How about you come up with some, You know what? Stop making it. Yeah, we don't need it. I'll just get a scrub daddy or some steel wool, and I'll get that pot clean. We'll I don't want to die pan. from it. Yeah, exactly. 
Go ahead, Steve. Uh, okay. Why don't you tell them about the the wool that they're trying to pull over our eyes now? So this is the new the new thing. So Dupont has been replacing C8 with Gen X. Now North Carolina water supplies are contaminated. In 2009, Dupont began replacing the chemical PFOA, better known as C8, with a new concoction known as Gen X. After the company was given the go-ahead by the Environmental Protection Agency. The new chemical, now used in the manufacture of nonstick cookware, is touted by DuPont's corporate offspring, Chemors, as a more sustainable solution, with a favorable toxicological profile and very rapid bioelimination. Of course, the few health studies on the effects of Gen X appear to have been generated by the manufacturer itself, and we know what those are worth. Larry Cahoon, who teaches biology in the University of North Carolina, Wilmington, points out that Gen X is an emerging contaminant, according to the EPA. This essentially means that it hasn't been around long enough, and so little is really known about it, other than there are no protocols on which to base regulations of this substance. Cahoon considers this to be really troubling, pointing out that Chemors is being allowed to conduct a really big experiment on all 250,000 guinea pigs without knowing whether it'll hurt them. Unbelievable. Now, unfortunately, under EPA guidelines, such unregulated chemicals are considered safe until they have been proven toxic. Mike Pompantonio, one of the lead attorneys who helped to reach the $670 million settlement with DuPont and Chemmores on the behalf of people injured by C8, says the evidence is beginning to show that Gen X is likely to cause the exact same injuries as C8. He has posted a comprehensive website on Gen X for individuals to stay informed on recent development and health concerns. DuPont's own lab tests have already shown that Gen X is causing the same problems as the chemical it was designed to replace. One of those experiments involved lab rats who were fed Gen X in varying amounts over a two-year period. The rats contracted cancer of the liver as well as tumors in the pancreas and testicles. Some of those rats also developed kidney disease and other liver and reproductive problems. Despite the evidence, DuPont's senior research toxicologist said, these tumor findings are not considered relevant for human risk assessment. Why? Because the difference between rats and there's a difference between rats and humans. Yeah. The researchers concluded that the mechanism leading to the formation of cancer in, in rats might be different in humans. So, but they're willing, to t- they're willing to take the chance. <laughs> right. That's bull. That is. Now, as a late baseball player, Yoga Barry, Yogi Berra reported, reportedly said, it's deja vu all over again. Dr. Alan Duckman, a, phys- a physician specializing in the study of effects of toxic chemicals on the health, described DuPont's own review of the internally generated data as cherry-picking. He calls it a partial argument that could be interesting only to those who are not strongly following the literature. In other words, if some of the data doesn't say what DuPont wants to hear, they simply minimize it. Now, Gen X has now made its way into Cape Fear River, which provides drinking water to approximately 250,000 people. Furthermore, the Cape Fear Public Utility Authority reports that they were unable to remove the substance from their water. It's becoming painfully obvious that DuPont has learned nothing from having to pay the recent $670.7 million settlement, a figure that could go up by another quarter billion to the Ohio River Valley residents who were poisoned by C8, where DuPont, a natural... a natural human offender, it would be considered 
reckless by rights would be locked up for years. Unfortunately, a corporate person, all that can be done under current law is continue to hold them financially accountable. And considering that the combined assets of DuPont and Kenmore amount to nearly $48 billion, fines and restitution of paltry few hundred million is little more than the cost of doing business and unlikely to change their corporate behavior. That's well, it right there. They're not, they're not being forced to, so, so why should they? $48 billion is the net worth of the companies, and they had to pay less than $1 billion in fines. Right, so... For everything that they've ever done up until last year. Right, so $680 million is what the population of that town is worth to DuPont, is basically what they're saying. We make $48 billion, you people are worth about a half a million. Half a billion. So... It's just the cost of doing business. It, it really is, and unfortunately, like we like we were stating tonight, it's in ninety nine percent of Americans. It's in animals that have never even seen humans before. It's everywhere. So, what does that mean? Is it too late? No. What it, what it means is y- you strike back and you and you strike against companies that are using this type of chemical. Uh, there's so many different things that you can use to cook with. You don't need Teflon. That's just lazy. It's killing you. I mean, me and Steve were saying we saw a chip off. It was in the mashed potatoes. They were eaten. Right. I don't want it in my body. You have to stand against companies that are spraying their their sneakers. You get a new pair of sneakers and they're white, so you buy the spray to waterproof them, and it's all that chemical. Oh, you you go out and you purchase yourself a new couch and they say, hey, well, we're going to deliver this to you, but first we want to take it back in the warehouse and we want to spray it down with this protective coating. Yeah, it's going to keep the chocolate pudding off your couch, but it's it might kill the family dog and it might make your family sick. My sons are just, they, they were guilty of it, but, but without knowing, they like the real expensive sneakers like all teenagers do and they buy this spray so that mud just rolls off of them. And after I became aware of this, I was like, don't use that anymore. It's worth it to have to go buy new sneakers than having to try and replace your kidney. So we don't need these sprays. We don't need these. So we've gotten Teflon out of our house. But, I mean, look at, look at the level that you have to go to. You can't even use waxed um, dental floss because of that waxy substance that helps it glide between your teeth. C8 or Gen X. I mean, you can't get away from it. You can minimize it. You can minimize your exposure to it. You can minimize the amounts that are in your body. I don't think that you're ever really going to uh, be able to be one of those 2% of Americans that show up with zero C8 or Gen X in their system. But you can definitely minimize it to the point where you're not going to get cancer from it. I mean, the people that were um, getting affected by it mostly were the people that were directly downstream from the plants that were dumping millions of pounds of this stuff into the water and burying it in the banks in drums. That's sick. It is sick. And and that's our fellow man. I mean, so we have to... We have to stand up behind them. I mean, that's why me and Steve wanted to do this podcast. We wanted to get this information out on these people so that maybe that the more information that's known about them poisoning America, maybe we can affect some of that $48 billion that's coming in off the backs of people getting cancer and losing limbs and having babies deformed. I mean, when you know better, you do better. 
So don't support a company like DuPont. Because you think you're safe. You think that DuPont is going to do the right thing because the people that we're around, the people that we surround ourselves with and that we come into contact with are generally good people. And they're people that want to do right by other people. But not everybody is like that. And the chemicals that these people are putting out there are not safe. Even though you think that they're going to be safe, you think the company has tested it and they're not going to put a product out there that's unsafe. But they are putting a product out there that's unsafe and they're doing it for the almighty dollar. That's what I was going to say. I mean, people always want to say, well, why are they doing it? Follow the money. Follow the money trail. And and, and Lord knows what else uh, DuPont has their hands in. I mean, if they can pay off the EPA and infiltrate the United States government... The only way for us as a, as a whole, as people of the, of the earth, is to strike back and not support uh, DuPont-related products. There's more research that Fultz and I are doing right now. There's a seed company out there that we're looking into. We're going to bring you more updates on what it is that is poisoning your bodies and making your life unsafe. And what you can do to possibly improve your health, improve your knowledge, and just improve your overall well-being by being aware of these companies. And they say that they're helping us to make our lives better, but ultimately, we know that all they want is the dollar, and they don't care what the cost of our funeral is. They're just going to move on to make their next billion. Um, If you didn't know about this before, it's because they're trying to keep you in the dark. Fultz and I are out there shining the light on this stuff. And we will continue to be on all subjects that are are, are contained in the dark. Subtle Beast is going to bring them to light. Um, so with having, having said that, uh, thank you for our listeners. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please spread the podcast. Check us out on social media. Go give us uh, check us out and give us a nice five-star review on iTunes and help us out. Uh, really enjoyed tonight. Steve, did you enjoy yourself? I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed uh, bringing this information out. Uh, I didn't necessarily enjoy the research and what we found. Exactly. But uh, our, our fans and listeners are too important to us to not, to not give you this type of information so that you can look into it further and, uh, you know, maybe keep you and your family a little bit safer. We'll stay at it. Absolutely. So with that, I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.